Next on BYU Sports Nation, eight games in, four to go. What chance does ESPN give BYU of winning out and why? And what chance do you give BYU? ESPN's Trevor Maddich weighs in. Plus, who are his four playoff teams after week nine? Plus, Mitch Matthews on the viral Remember the Titans picture Jimmer drafted again. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation is live, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Jerem Jordan alongside B-Lo. How was Halloween for you? Uh, It was great, man. Uh, Let my son get burned out. You know, he did some sprints, some 40s. Mm -hmm. Uh, Went sideline to sideline, house to house. Uh, and yeah, it was it was good. It was it was cool. Was he superhero? Um, he was Darth Vader. He was Darth Vader. He was Darth That's Vader. That's awesome. Man. It, 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 you know what was was really impressive was my wife. I, I don't know how much she spent. I think she spent like forty fifty dollars on this outfit. So you know, a lot obviously for a four year old. And it was funny because as he was passing all the other Darth Vaders and even some of the parents that were <laughs> that were Darth Vader, they were like that. That boy's outfit is way cooler than yours, Dad. She's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the goal, right? To get street cred in the uh, neighborhood. Yep, the, on the uh, block. Mm-hmm. Costume. My daughter was Doc McStuffins, nice. a, uh, a TV show on Disney Junior. My son, yeah, I know what that is. My son watches yeah. it still. Time for your checkup. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. we were gonna sing it together. I guess not. Uh, my my yeah. vocals are. Yeah. <laughs> nice. No, oh. mine are, man. <laughs> I got a, I got a glass of warm water right here. <laughs> Take a sip. Uh, yep. Every time we say the word BYU, I'm gonna. No, I'm just gonna. <laughs> um, Remember the Titans picture with Mitch Matthews was uh, good for Halloween for him. If you missed this, uh, Mitch Matthews organized this. He'll join us later to talk about this uh, picture. BYU last year simulated a Sandlot photo from the football team. This year it was Remember the Titans, and it was awesome. Yes. It was awesome. Mitch Matthews tweeted this from uh, Coach Bill Yost. We will make you remember the night you played the Cougars. (laughs) So Nick Kurtz and Mitch Matthews have blonde wigs. Nick Kurtz got the Ryan Gosling role. We're gonna that, that, that's our number one inquiry later with Mitch Matthews. How did man. Nick Kurtz get the Ryan Gosling look at role? The, look at Devon Devon Blackman he's, in his picture. He's a, I can't remember the dude's name, but the uh, the other linebacker, not Brutier, but the other guy. And then and then the uh, the offensive lineman. Uh, it's Riker Matthews. Julius is the linebacker's name. Riker Matthews is uh, that lineman. That that yeah. That the, one the, lineman. the bigger the lineman. Bigger, the bigger dude. Bigger. Yeah. 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 Because that's what they. That fits. They are. Yeah. That it fits perfectly. It makes sense. It, it makes sense. That was fantastic. That was. It was Everyone on, was tweeting about that. ESPN, was, yeah. CBS Sports. Everybody. I first saw it on Instagram, and uh, I, I saw that they uh, mentioned ESPN. So I went over to ESPN's page, and the ESPN had posted it real fast and in a hurry. And then after <laughs> that, I went on Twitter, and it was just all over this the place. Is so good, man. Yeah, it was. It was on point, man. BYU sometimes wins the social media day, signing day. Halloween with that picture. I don't know. The Hail Marys happened. Yeah. BYU is relevant. <laughs> they really are. That's right. This, this uh, 33,000 you know, student school in Provo gets relevant sometimes. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines in their first exhibition of the season. The men's basketball team beat the NAIA fourth-ranked Arizona Christian, 103-75. Jake Toulson led the team in scoring with 23 points. Nick Emery had 20. Uh, Kyle Collinsworth, Chase Fisher, Bronson Kafusi, Jordan Chapman sat out of that one. ESPN's Jeff Goodman 
this morning named Kyle Collinsworth to his preseason All-America third team. Not bad. Nice. Not bad at all. The 13th-ranked women's soccer team beat LMU 2-0 on Saturday as Nadia Gomes scored both goals for the Cougars in a span of 14 seconds. It sounds like the other, uh, you know, 89-46 was pretty boring. Yeah. Right? right. 14 <laughs> seconds, two goals. That's awesome. 16th-ranked women's volleyball team swept 24th-ranked San Diego on Friday night. Alexa Gray led BYU with 11 kills and six blocks. Nice. BYU men's cross-country team. This is your favorite team on campus. Yes, the, my favorite. Actually, uh, 20 miles? Yeah, Hashtag 20 is. miles? Yeah, it is. It is. I still got <laughs> to do those. Come on, man. I just remember just now when you said that, you know, hashtag concussions. Um, oh <laughs> the cross-country team won its third West Coast Conference Championship in five seasons, seasons over the weekend in Spokane. Nice job. Uh, Aaron Fletcher finished first overall. And he was, was on the show voted. a couple weeks ago. Oh, so we got the critical. Karma is real. Yeah. He was voted. I lost my place. Sorry. (laughs) He was voted the WCC Athlete of the Year following the race. BYU coach Ed Eystone was also named the WCC Coach of the Year. The women's team tied for first but lost a tiebreaker to Gonzaga. Brian is a paid contributor to this program. With that in mind, rise and shout. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. It's November. Eating that Halloween candy from your kids now. Mm -hmm. Leftover over the weekend. BYU fresh off of a bye week. Eight games in, four games to go. A third of the season to go still. Feels like it's almost over, right? Nope. A third of the season to go. BYU's got a chance to win out. And finish the regular season with 10 wins. Surprisingly, 10 wins is a monster number with this schedule, which brings us to the Twitter question today, Brian. What chance do you give BYU to win their final four games? Mm. At BYU Albert, 100%. Because just like Mario Kart on my trusty NES, S, or Super Nintendo, this team has only gotten better with age. <laughs> I'm more of an original Nintendo guy, like Spencer and I have Tecmo. Up in our office, we yeah. can play that. I don't. HR is probably going to bust us for that. Now that I mentioned that, I must. Uh, but uh, it gets better with age. Yeah, you like getting better as the season goes on. Yeah, I was going to say something, but if HR is going to be involved, <laughs> I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> At Googs fifty three, ninety percent BYU's played and hung with tougher teams earlier this year. Just please don't overlook Utah State. Hey, mm. I don't think anyone is after what how they derailed BYU last year. Now right. ESPN gives a specific number in their Football Power Index or FPI as to. How, uh, what percentage BYU has to win out, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 22. BYU has a 22% chance of winning out, according to ESPN's Football Power Index. And that was, what, 13th? Yeah, that was 13th. Among all teams nationally. That was 13th, yeah. Okay. Bo- Boise is number one at 70%. Of course, 70%. Wow. Of course yeah. So, so okay, seven. Okay, so 22%. What do you think? Brian? I, I I'm I'm at a hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. I'm at a hundred percent. Yes, they're gonna win. They're gonna win. I, yeah, I, I I think so. I I think that the team is is playing really well. Uh, I think I think Wagner really showed a lot for for me. What it, it, it did? What? It did, man. It did. Let me finish, Jerem. <laughs> so when you look at how <laughs> Wagner is, right? They obviously here. are poo poo McDoodle pants. And That's with a new that one. Be, there's Boo Johnson, <laughs> there's Doo Doo Stevens. Yeah, this is and now sorry, Poo Poo. What'd you say? Poo Poo McDoodle. Poo Poo McDoodle. Poo-poo, yeah, okay. that's 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 the cousin, and that was made by um, uh, David. Your cousin Joe Sam. Dave, no, oh. Dave Nixon. David Nixon. Oh, he got that one. Yeah, that's his cousin. So when you when you look at how bad of a team Wagner is, 
and, and you look at how BYU and the starters played, they played really well, man. And you look at some of the other games, and you just saw the progression coming up. So my concern actually right now is the, is the bye week stopping the momentum. Sure. That's the only thing. But, yep. but when you can dominate a team like Wagner. and you, Everyone you, is, man. You know, you know you can dominate them, right? Yeah. But, but when, you, when you go above and beyond, and I think that's exactly what they did, uh, plus the progression, I think they have a great chance. Let me help you with this. Okay. Wagner is not the thing you look at. You look at the eight <laughs> games, and BYU won six of them. No! They're, they're, they're right there. I go 75%, okay? okay? That feels low compared to 100, but guess what? ESPN's saying 22. I say 75 because I think 3-1 and one is uh, the realistic probably number associated with November. Yeah. I think BYU can go 4-0. Are, are the chances greater that they go 4-0 than – that they go three and one? No, to me, I think I think maybe there's a loss in there because I just get worried about Logan yeah, on November twenty eighth. I get worried. That's about, what we really should look at. We really should yeah. look at. I mean, the eight games. Yeah, that says something. Uh, Wagner says a lot more than those eight games. Jerem, this, this guy. <laughs> but let's look at let's look at the upcoming schedule. San right? Jose State win win. Although the last time BYU went there, they lost that game. Just be careful. Yeah. Classic trap game, by the way. That's a yeah. trap. Yeah, San Jose State. Missouri neutral-ish. Not so neutral, as J. Drew put it. I like that. I think that's a win. That, that, that's probably a win, that's the, the way BYU is playing. Yeah. But you have to be careful. You don't walk into an SEC and play an SEC team and, and think, oh, we got this game won. You know what? Yeah. The, la- the last time BYU felt like that? Michigan. Michigan. Michigan, yeah. And what happened? Yeah, the we, game that yeah. shall not be mentioned yep. happened. Yeah, we got okay? – we all – I think as, as – I'm not saying Missouri is Michigan. I'm just saying the attitude towards no, no, Missouri it is was, the same as it, it was towards It was definitely Michigan. the attitude, man, because as even as analysts and fans, we were like, we got this. I mean, a, bunch they, of, they, a bunch of doo-doo Stevens man, out doo-doo there. doo-doo Stevens, man. <laughs> Boo-boo Johnsons, they got – they lost to Utah, who is weak – they barely Those beat Boo Boo Johnsons you know, are 16 or 6 and 2. All this stuff, and you get this mentality that, well, we can win. <laughs> we can beat anybody. We can do anything since we have Tanner and the Miracle and all this stuff. And then you get in Michigan's there. Michigan's two losses yeah. are to number 13 right now and number 6. See, and, and, that's, and that's the thing. You, can, you just can't have that mentality and that mindset. And so even though. Careful you know, with Missouri. Even though Matty Mock is, is, is gone, suspended again, and this time for the rest of the season. Yeah, uh, praying, praying for his. his Health, yeah. If the but, BYU offense can score, you know, its regular goal of 24 plus, yep. BYU wins that game, I think. Yep. Okay. Fresno State at home, that's going to be that's a win. Fresno State's terrible. They're not like the, terrible, but they're terrible. Storm or something. Yeah. You're going to yeah. be sitting outside. That's one of those games where I'm like, man, I'm glad to be in the building. And then, uh, can we have heaters? <laughs> absolutely. Can you bring some heaters, please. Absolutely. I mean, I sat outside Thursday night doing the women's soccer game, so I noticed. So like, you feel on. the pain. Yeah. Remember last, it was last year we had a fire, like a spark? On air, and I was like, ah! Oh, yeah, there was. Ah! I remember that. <laughs> like, what's going on in the set? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of over-exaggerated, but I was scared. Let's, yeah, let's hope the uh, fire chief isn't watching. Anyway, so then Utah State, uh, November 28th. So, I, yeah, BYU's got a legit shot yeah. uh, to win out because there are three parts of the season. September, so tough. Three or four on the road. BYU emerges two and two. Wow, two and two. That was really good. October was at home, all at home. BYU benefited from that, made these nice comebacks, mm-hmm. took care of business. And one out, and now they're now they're six and two on on a little bit of a roll here. Uh, and BYU is very confident. In fact, Remington Peck was on the show just a little while ago and had this to say about the chances of winning out in November. Um, to be honest, I think it's ten and two. Um, I, I'll just be I'll just be blunt that uh, we believe we can win every game here on out. Of course they do. Swag. Of course they do. I think that when Mitch Matthews came down with that catch. 
uh, mm-hmm. in Lincoln that mm-hmm. something happened with this team. Confidence. That, that they tr- I mean, you didn't see it against Michigan, but for, for the season uh, as a whole, that this team believes. They've done things that Bronco never did. Hail Marys yeah. twice. Down 14, come back and win twice. Yep. This team is different in the, its ability to come back in the fourth quarter like no other team Bronco Mendes Hall's had in 11 seasons. Yeah, I mean, when you can fight through adversity, that's the, that's the, I think that's the sign of a, either a championship team, a successful team. Independent you know, conference what, championship right, team. Right. <laughs> Notre Dame 7-1. All and the one. above. All the one above. Back. That's, the, that's the thing with just in sports, man. I could be a little bit deeper and say life, but in sports, you're going to have challenges and, and trials. And if you can just continue to solve the very next problem, I just saw The Martian, by the way, you will be fine. Oh, I love that. You will I be fine. Just solve the next problem. And I think this team has done that, either being down 14-0 or needing to have a last-second win. In. But but this is this is interesting with me, man. What what do you think is is the the game? If let's say BYU does lose, is it Utah State or do you say it's Missouri? I think Utah State's more of a threat right now. It's more of a threat. They believe they're a better program th- than BYU. I think that's I think that's what it is. It's the rivalry. In the last game. two years, they have been. You throw out everything, everything. Just that nothing wins. nothing matters. It's zero to zero in a rivalry game. Yeah, and that's the fun part. What chance do you get BYU to win their final four games? That's our Twitter question. Let's go to the Twitter machine. Sean Larson, 03. I would say 60%, but DSPN says 22%, and they aren't a homer like me, so I'll meet in the middle and say 40%. <laughs> I like that math. Square That's root of uh, two sound, times Sound three. logic, sir. Uh, At Laser Sheep, 59.6%. While channeling my inner Jerem Jordan, I'm really worried about Utah State. They will really want that W. Mm. And it's to close out the regular season. Uh, I mean, what if BYU has nine wins at that time and they're going for 10? The stakes are really high regardless. Yeah, when you play Utah State, it's now. it's a different it's different, man. When you are you have that little brother feel, right? Like I oh, want to be you went there. I want to be. I'm just saying, like that's just. I'm not saying they are. Brian was there in 2010 when BYU lost. You know what that I feels want to talk like, about dude. That. that stinks. I was there too. It's another Maddich Monday. What chance does he give the Cougars to win out? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation is happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up tomorrow on BYU TV, it's Inside BYU Football. Find out what went on this week as BYU enjoyed a bye week. Find out tomorrow at 7.30 Eastern on BYU TV. I'm going to be very interested to see if Coach Mendenhall ran these guys on their week off just like he did us in 2009 and 2010. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Our mm-hmm. Twitter question today, what chance do you give BYU to win their final four games at CPA under, underscore Coog? 90%! BYU has established its identity on both sides of the ball. Easy games between the tough ones really helps out. Interesting. I like the 90%. Blue goggles. Oh, yeah, that was, cl- that was close. <laughs> is that, is that blue goggles or is that is that legit? That that is the question at this point. I'd I think lean on legit. blue goggles. Let's bring in our next guest. Get his opinion on this. It's Trevor Maddich on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Trevor, what is up? Hey, Jerem. Hey, Brian. I'm sorry that you had to run during your off week. That sounds traumatic, man. Yeah, it was uh, very unfortunate. Especially 2010, it made sense because you know it's kind of a down year. We were struggling. Uh, 2009, it, it, it kind of broke my heart because I was, me and Brandon Bradley, the, um, the other corner, we were the only starters on the defense <laughs> that, that, that were actually playing. Everybody else in the offensive side and, and the defensive side of the ball, it was second and third string guys. So 
Obviously, we got the message that we sucked, so we, yeah. <laughs> well, when, when back when I was playing, fortunately, running had not yet been invented. Mankind was still on all fours, and so wow. I didn't have to worry about running during the off week. 84 was a crazy year, <laughs> nice. man. Uh, ESPN's Football Power Index, Trevor, gives BYU a 22% chance to win out. Brian already said BYU has a 100% chance to win. I said 75. What percent chance do you give BYU to win their final four games? Uh, I like yours. I think more like 75. But the thing is, it's just one week. What chance do they have to win this week? And each week changes based on injury and other things. But, you know, San Jose State is a team that that can win. San Jose State does some things well, and BYU needs to show up to win that game. Missouri is the one at Missouri. That's the one I think that the FBI is looking at as, a, as one that, that BYU could lose. And that's not unreasonable because Missouri's defense is playing at a, at a national level. They're playing exceptionally well. Offensively, they're kind of in the wilderness. But if you, if you don't score, you can't win. And so BYU has already been shut out by a good defense once this year on the road. So, you know, that's the one I think that BYU fans need to circle, even though I know BYU players – aren't even thinking about Missouri right now. They're thinking about what's upcoming San Jose State. How about Utah, how about Utah yeah. State? Yeah, I was going to say that, too. Utah they, State, to me, I mean, like Missouri, they're having some, some ups and downs. And, and you, you know, we heard news with the quarterback, Matty Mock, uh, being suspended, probably going to be gone for the rest of the year. Uh, and so, to, to me, I, I would sweep that under the rug a little bit. To me, as a player, knowing that Utah State is a, is a rival game, you can kind of throw out everything that's been going on. Utah State, to me, seems more of a challenge at this point than, than in Missouri. You know what? I'm glad you reminded me about that rivalry thing because we, we beat Utah and Utah State. We were 8-0 against those two teams. I forgot they were a rival. You're right. It's a big <laughs> rival. Yes, right. Big, yeah. And yeah and Utah State, hey, just saying, man, I don't really mean to talk trash. I'm just speaking the truth here. The, but they are a good team, a really good team. I mean, Boise State, they derailed Boise's hopes. I mean, when BYU beat Boise, they still had hope to make the New Year's Six. And then seven turnovers against Utah State in the first half. Boise State committed. Utah State enforced on Boise State. So you're right. Utah State's a, uh, another one that will be a really tough game. These, these would be very good quality wins if BYU is able to get them. Let's say that the weather's bad in a couple of these games, like uh, Missouri. Let's say there's snow or it's just really cold and the ball's a little slippery. Same with Utah State. Logan, November 28th, that yeah. doesn't sound like anything anybody wants. Mm-mm. What, what uh, effect do you think that would have on BYU against those particular opponents if there, are bad, if there is bad weather? Well, let's see, weather, weather. Look out the window. Let's see, where are you guys now? Oh, yeah, at the foot of the Wasatch Mountains. Weather? No, you don't play in a dome out there. It's, it's, BYU can handle weather. Now, the way their offense is, uh, I think they're, they're pretty well suited to handle the weather just because the running game's starting to come along. And the passing game has big wide receivers that don't always require hyper-accurate passes. They can get down the field, have the ball thrown up in, into that weather, and they can jump up and get it. So I think that helps them. If it were more of a West Coast precision passing game and the wind was blowing, that would be a problem. But I think, I think they'll be okay when it comes to weather. Trevor, I, I got word this morning. I, I watched some of the highlights of the Miami and the Duke game, but I, I want to get your thought as a national uh, analyst and, and, and talk about just the aftermath of the game and with the refs not getting certain decisions right, taking about nine minutes. What's your overall thoughts on that? Well, my overall thoughts is that it was a travesty. 
I mean, it was a disservice to the players who go out there and, and, and sacrifice their health to play this game, certainly in the short term with the pain that they go through, the pain that they fight through to prepare to play a football game and then actually do it because they love the sport and they, and they strive for the win. The hours that the coaches spend away from their families as they prepare these kids and prepare these game plans. And these officials performed at a third-grade level at the end. And it, to me, it was, a, it, was a, it was completely unfair to the people who actually did their jobs well, and that's the players and coaches on both sides. In that game, uh, Duke was ahead. The last game, Miami, the last play, Miami had eight or nine laterals on a long play. They tried to, you know, win the game, and they did. They they had all those laterals, and they they scored, and they won the game on the last play. The officials reviewed it, like you said, nine minutes or so, and uh, they said, "Yep, we uphold the play." Well, there are certain things that are not reviewable, certain kinds of penalties that occurred that they missed uh, during the course of this whole thing. But worse than any of that is something that is reviewable, and that's whether or not a player's down. And on at least one of the laterals, a Miami player, his knee was on the ground while he still had the ball. And it was clear for everybody to see. And not only did all the officials miss it on the field, the replay officials missed it. And if, if they would have got that, blown the whistle, and called it dead right there, you would have had a, a Duke win. Now, the flip side to that is that they also called over the course of the game 23 penalties, 23, count of 23, uh, if I got that number exactly right, uh, in the 20s of penalties on Miami during the game, including a, a handful of pass interference penalties that are purely subjective, and some of those were questioned and questionable. So it wasn't just that one play that those officials were horrible. The entire game, the officials were in, in imposing their presence on the play in a way that I did not think was necessary to make sure the play was fair and equitable on both sides. So we look at that last play, but if you look at the entire game, there was a whole lot of bad stuff. They suspended this crew for two, for two games, um, unless they've changed that since I last heard. And I think that these guys should be relegated down to the, uh, you know, um, whatever the, the English Premier League soccer team AAA is and go to England <laughs> and, and officiate some soccer for a while before they ever see another American. American football field. Those are the Pac-12 refs. Trevor Maddich <laughs> is on uh, BYU Sports Station on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Now this weekend, things really heat up. Last third of the season, four games to go uh, for most teams, some, some teams five, depending on the uh, conference. But you're going to be at LSU at Alabama. Now, if Alabama loses, probably out of the playoff picture. What do you think of that matchup this weekend? Oh, boy. This is why I do not want the playoff to go to eight games. Because this is a game, as it has been in the regular season so often in the last decade or so, that is uh, basically an elimination game in some ways. Certainly it is for Alabama, not necessarily for LSU, but certainly for Alabama. It's a playoff game in the regular season. And if we had eight teams in the playoff, it's quite possible that a two-loss Alabama would get in there anyhow because of the way that, uh, that they're capable of playing to round out the season. That would make games like this in the regular season, instead of epic struggles that will change the balance of power nationally in college football, 
it would turn it into a, a mildly interesting exhibition for seeding in the playoff, and the real game will happen down the road. Preach. And I would hate to see that happen to this game and to college football. And so I think this game is another example of why four teams in the playoff is exactly the way it needs to be. This game is, I mean, it is, it is, it is monumental and it is epic. There's a lot of guys on both sides that will see each other in the NFL a few years down the road. And, and right now, you know, it's, it's win or go home when it comes to Alabama. Trevor, you just made me a believer. I, I was all for eight-game playoff, but now you just brought that passion and excitement back to me. I, I agree with you 100%. So with, with that being said, the playoff rankings come out on Tuesday. Um, who are your four teams right now? Well, if the playoff uh, were held, and I was not doing a power ranking and who are the best teams, but who, who deserves to go to the playoffs, yep. I would have Ohio State, Clemson, Baylor, and um, who's for LSU. At LSU, those would be my four teams. Uh, I I think Alabama uh, would be one of the top four teams, and I think Baylor, even though they haven't played anybody and even though they lost their quarterback, I still think they will win it all. So I'm giving them some benefit of the doubt for the domination of teams, even though they their their schedule is backloaded with the quality teams. Do you still think Baylor is going to win the national championship? I think Baylor is going to win the national championship. It's looking more and more like they'll face Clemson, doesn't it? Clemson's looking strong. Yeah, Clemson is looking strong. Now, yeah, and that's interesting. In a Pac-12 uh, team left out right now, Stanford, the strongest of those, it would appear, uh, got away with one. Uh, Washington State misses a field goal after that kicker had made five in the game and then misses his six. Trevor Maddich is on uh, BYU Sports Nation. Who, who will you be shocked uh, if, if a certain team is left out uh, I guess who deserves to maybe be in the four that people aren't talking about or maybe isn't in your top four right now? Well, I think the Big Ten right now is where, where I'll be shocked if certain things do or don't happen. Michigan State right now is definitely not in my top four power index. They, they, they're just not. They give up too many yards and points on, on defense. Offensively, they, they've had epic injuries on the offensive line, and so they've, been, they've, they've not been the same Michigan State offense that we've come to expect. And yet they're undefeated. They've got a win at ranked Michigan, and then they've got that win at the beginning of the season uh, against Oregon at home. I think you put that combination together, that's better than anything Ohio State's done. And I think the committee might look at body of work to this point and rank Michigan State above Ohio State, even though I think Ohio State's playing better right now. Ohio State has been number one in the AP poll all year. I don't expect them to be number one in the first committee rankings coming out because the, you know, they haven't, the best team that they've played, let's put it this way, the only Power 5 team with the winning record that they've played is Penn State. And they beat Penn State, but everybody else is either 500 or below 500 in the Power Five. They beat a couple of teams in the Group of Five that are that are one game above 500. But you know they they don't have the body of work in terms of resume, and I think that's very important to the committee. So people just assume that Ohio State, since they've been number one all year, will be number one in the first committee rankings, and and I don't think they will. I think they'll probably be three or four. Trevor, I, I was thinking about this as as you were talking of. Uh, you know, certain teams and certain conferences getting left out. I personally would like to see every conference uh, have a chance to play. So maybe if there's something or, or a setup where the the champion, uh, the conference champion for 
the Pac-12, for the Big Ten, et cetera, uh, they automatically get a bid, kind of like basketball, right? And then maybe uh, the highest-ranked uh, G5 gets in. So now you move to maybe six, uh, a six-team playoff. Does something like that make sense to you? Because I, I, I just feel that it would, it would do college football justice to have every single conference represented and have a chance to, to play for a national championship. Well, a lot of people agree with you, Brian, and that would be great. If they did that, it would be fantastic. You'd still have a feel of, if it were six teams, you'd still have a feel of it being a playoff during the regular season because you're, you lose a conference game, and that'd be like a national playoff game because now you can't get into the national playoff. If you go to eight teams, now you're going to have three wild cards. Mm-hmm. And so you can, you know, you can, that will diminish games like this LSU-Alabama game. Uh, but if it went the way you said, then, then, yeah, it would still have that kind of feel. And here's the thing. There's truth on both sides of most, most arguments that we'll have or most debates in college football. And a lot of people agree with you that they want to see it expanded, and some people want to see it expanded beyond eight. And you know what? It would be fantastic. It would be like March Madness. The only thing I want to be careful about is not to turn the regular season into what March Madness in basketball has turned the regular season in college hoops into, which is uh, an exhibition that we want to hurry up and get through so we can get to the fun part at the end. You know, right now, every week, there's some sort of what amounts to a playoff game, or at least it has the feel of a playoff game in the moment, because there's only four teams that get in. And then what ends up happening is teams in one region of the country will desperately be watching teams in another region of the country as the season goes on, hoping and praying for a loss out there, because now that, that there's more ways for their team to get in with four but it's limited to four right now. There, there's, there's more possibilities, but it's still a rare commodity. And if something is rare, it's more valued. And so that's, that's why I think four is a good place. But a lot of people, maybe even more, more than half of the people would agree with you, Brian. And one of those big matchups that will play into the playoff this weekend, Alabama LSU. Trevor, you'll be there with uh, College Game Day on ESPN Radio. That should be a lot of fun. You know, it'll be fantastic. I can't wait. The scene at Bryant Denny Stadium, it's got to be on your bucket list for people that haven't, haven't been able to see it. I mean, BYU fans have come out to see Ole Miss, uh, at BYU play Ole Miss, and that was fantastic. Um, as a matter of fact, out there, I was told that there were some tailgating tents set up with a big sign that said, Free Beer for BYU Fans. <laughs> uh, I really hope nobody actually took that bait. But uh, it was. Uh, that's, but, why they, that's why they put that sign out there, because they know BYU fans are going to drink. Yeah, they're just, they're just not gonna. They're just not gonna bite, you know. The uh, but as far as uh, but as far as coming out to a game like this, boy, if you get a chance to, just once in your life as a as a football fan, you've got to come out. Trevor, thanks for the time, as always. All right, thanks, guys. That was Trevor Maddich on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Lots of great national uh, college yeah. football discussion there. So the playoff rankings come out tomorrow, seven Eastern on ESPN. I expect Ohio State to be in there, but I, I think Trevor's right. I don't, I don't know that they're the number one team. They, there are other undefeateds. Just because you're the incumbent doesn't mean that you're going to have all the votes, per se, for Ohio State. So I, I think, but, but yet, I'm not sure who's the best team in the country is right now when I look at it. Yeah, I think it's, it's hard. I, I felt like this the last few years, man. It's like it's almost become any given Saturday or any given Friday. Which where is it's like, awesome. It's, it's, it's great. And it's we're in great. November now. It, yeah. Every game matters. Every, every game matters. The whole season. It, it does. And, and that's what's so hard about it. And, but it, it's exciting for these players because you, 
day in, week in, week out, you have to show up, man. And and I think that's what I think I'm waiting for is for these conference uh, championships to play out and, and maybe a little bit further into the year. Uh, obviously, when you look at an LSU and Bama matchup, I mean, that's going to say a lot, too. It's like a quarterfinal. If Alabama loses... Two losses, you're yeah. not in the playoff. Bye-bye. Two losses, you're gone Mm-mm. because there's yeah. going to be enough undefeateds or one-loss teams yep. to compete in that. Uh, so Baylor, TCU, Clemson, like LSU, Clemson. Michigan State, Alabama, Notre Dame, Stanford, Iowa, an outsider, Florida, Oklahoma State, Utah, Oklahoma. I mean, there are one-loss or no-loss teams yep. right now still in the mix. It's crazy. I love it. And this weekend is going to be fun as well. Coming up, the men's hoops team held their first exhibition Friday. What we learned, plus Mitch Matthews on that rem- Remember the Titans photo. Welcome back. Jeremy Jordan, Brian Logan, and Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio and BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It's a block of BYU football goodness, and we call it Super Tuesday. It all begins at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern with BYUSN rebroadcast, followed by an hour of Inside BYU Football at 7 Eastern. That's tomorrow on Brigham Young Television. And after further review is a part of that as well. An oh, hour, yeah, that. An hour edition. Uh, normally on a Super Tuesday. This week, no after further review. Just programming. Yeah, because of the bye. We, I mean, we can break down. We, Hobo we could break down. <laughs> we could break down the bye, I guess, right? Uh, you're not going to. To break down the bye it's, week. We there's no show. Yeah, that's why it yeah. wasn't written in there. I forgot mm-hmm. as I said that. Nope. Let's refresh okay. today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Men's hoops. Got a win over the fourth-ranked NAIA team, Arizona Christian, 103.75. Toulson had 23. Emory had 20. Also, ESPN's Jeff Goodman named Kyle Collinsworth to his preseason All-America 13. Nice. The 13th-ranked women's soccer team beat LMU 2-0 on Saturday as Nadia Gomes scored both goals for the Cougars in a span of 14 seconds. Noise. The 16th-ranked women's volleyball team swept 24th-ranked San Diego on Friday night. Alexa nice. Gray led BYU with 11 kills and 6 blocks. The BYU men's cross-country team won its third West Coast Conference Championship yeah. in five seasons awesome. over That's the weekend awesome. in Spokane. Aaron Fletcher it's finished. Spokane, Brian. Spokane? Yeah. Spokane. Spokane. Spokane? I'm sorry, Jaron. Spokane. <laughs> You're right. It's not like Spokane. <laughs> I saw that Aaron, right. I was like, I'm going to tell Brian it's Spokane. I, I just want to say Spokane. I should have told you off the air. I'm sorry. Yeah, you should have. Uh, Aaron Fletcher <laughs> finished first overall. And was voted WCC Athlete of the Year following the race. Wow. BYU coach Ed Eyestone was also named WCC Coach of the Year. The women's team tied for first, but lost the tiebreaker to Gonzaga in Spokane. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's an easy way to <laughs> hand out awards. Something happens yeah. and you go, yeah, you're the coach of the year because your team won and you were the best athlete on the best team. Yeah. You're the athlete of the year. Yay. Yay. Volunteer. You volunteer award. Volunteer yeah. of the year. You showed up. You yeah. showed up. Oh, trophy. The show up trophy. Hey, that's important. Sometimes you don't, you know? Yep. Hey, right. Friday night, BYU men's hoops beat Arizona Christian as mentioned. Let's talk about that for a second. It was tied at halftime, 44-44. Uh, I was on the call for that. My rare analyst, uh, you know, gave good. with that. Good, Blaine, oh, thank you. Yeah. Blaine was gone, so I filled in for that. It was great. Uh, it was fun because Kyle Collinsworth, Chase Fisher, the two alpha males, seniors, leaders on this team, did not play. Corbin Kafusi, rim protector, other starter out. Jordan Chapman uh, had sprained his ankle, so he was out. So it was a good opportunity for young guys to get a look. I thought Jake Toulson and Nick Emery were fantastic, combined for 43 points. I thought you got a good run from Kyle Davis, who turned his ankle. Luckily, didn't sprain it. Jamal Eights did sprain it. 
But, Brian, it's important in these types of situations, exhibition doesn't count for anything, but it counts as a practice, essentially, mm-hmm. to get young guys like Toulson and Emery, who will big, be big parts of this team, to get some run in, impo- in seemingly important moments. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was great to see the young guys being able to carry over from you know, the blue and the white game uh, and all kind of the hype surrounding them and, and how good they played. But then now you carry it over to more of a glorified scrimmage, right, where it's an, an, a different opponent. Um, you're still in a game-like setting. Uh, but most importantly, they're able to progress. And I think that's the biggest thing that, that me and, 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 and Shep talked about last week was, you know, can these guys be consistent? Because we know what happens with younger players that don't have that, that, that experience. Tanner, for example, you know, he, sh- he comes in. We're to the point blazing. where we just say Tanner. Tan- yeah, L- Tanner. Like, he's, he's, everyone knows who you mean. man. Lavelle, Bronco, Jamal, Taysom, Tanner. Tanner. Jimmer. Yeah, Jim, yeah exactly. That's, that's to the, I think it's to that point. Yeah, they're Brazilian yeah. soccer players. It, yeah. yeah uh-huh. But, it, it, I mean, it, it's, it's great to see that. And, and I, I, there's no question, at least with me, uh, with, 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 with Tyler Hawes leaving, I think maybe some people might have had some question marks with scoring. Who's going to make up for that? I don't think we really had questions. I think you, yeah, you who, think, not if. Right, right, right. So you you look at Kyle Collinsworth having more of opportunity. Uh, Chase Fisher, right, having an opportunity. Maybe this allows him to be a little bit more consistent. But we didn't get to see that because obviously these guys were were, were gone. So I think this kind of shuts down. That question, you know, how is is BYU offensively uh, going to make up for that? I think what my biggest concern or takeaway was was more on the defensive side, right? Struggled a little bit in the first half, came along better in the second half. But I I, I think that's really where I'm at right now. But overall, for for young guys and to see glimpses of, of greatness like this, I mean, that's a great sign. Yeah, and it's good because how much do you take away from a win over a team that you've never heard of? You know what I mean? Cougar tip-off is the blue and white scrimmage for football, essentially. Uh, same in basketball. And then you, then you look at the exhibition. This is like BYU playing Wagner. So how much do you take away from it? Uh, a little bit. We're yeah. starting to see some trends. That Nick Emery is a good player, that he can light it up, that he's a good defender. I think BYU needs to see a little more out of the post still from Kyle Davis and Jamal Eights. Didn't help that both turned their ankles in the game. Kyle Davis told me after the game, I keep... Coming down on people's feet. It's annoying me. Injury yeah. bug. Yeah, got to be careful on that. But BYU's got a good basketball team. The Merritt Center looks great. This team can shoot it. Uh, putting in a, do- a new defense. It's exciting. I think BYU's going to win a lot of it's, games. In it's going to be interesting to see what happens when the big dogs roll back in, man. To see There's how not- the chemistry... Happens. Oh, you mean yeah. Fisher and Collinsworth? Yeah, I was yeah. like, I, I was like, on the schedule. I'm, I'm here now, little <laughs> freshman. The big dogs right here. Pass me the ball. Coming up, Mitch Matthews tells us what went into the Remember the Titans viral photo. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Jerem Jordan, Brian Logan, and Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation live, you can catch the rebroadcast weeknights 60 Eastern time on BYU TV. Want a chance to spend the day with us at BYU Sports Nation? Enter to win the BYUSN Game Day Experience sign contest. Create and bring a sign to one of the next two BYU Hoops games that includes a BYUSN mention. Take a picture and post it on Twitter. Winner will get two tickets to a BYU Hoops game and spend the day, including lunch, with Spencer and Jerem and the BYU Sports Nation crew. That's where you come in, that last part. What I learned yeah. from that on Friday when I was watching the show was that I'm getting free lunch. 
I, di- I didn't. No one talked to me about this contest, so I'm like, oh sweet, free lunch. Oh, I can't, I yeah. can't wait. Okay, I want to be a part now that I can yeah, get yeah. free lunch too. Yeah, you can. You can have free lunch. Sure. Yeah. Now, now joining us, Mitch Matthews on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Mitch, how's it going, brother? Good. How you guys doing? We are doing well. Doing good. Okay, tell us about this picture. Whose idea was this, and how did this come about? <laughs> so last year, you guys may or may not have seen we oh, did yes, a, a yes. similar picture, but it was a sandlot, correct? Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, same, same type of thing. Mostly football guys and just a couple of my friends. And um, so we just... You know, we, since we did it last year, we got, you know, a good amount of hits and, you know, retweets and people loving it and enough uh, response from fans and people about it that uh, we just wanted to try it again. So it's actually partially my idea and partially my mother's idea Ooh. to kind of come up with it. And once we had the idea, we obviously Googled a good picture and found the most famous picture of Remember the Titans. And then we said, that's well, simple enough, and we went out and bought the gear for it. So it was perfect. You Ma- bought the gear? You didn't, so, bu- you didn't well, borrow yeah, we, from we, Springville we, High School? <laughs> no, so all it was was it was a 5X tall tee from some, store, from some discount store and some red athletic tape. And then uh, we went out to a, me and my mom went out to a field and poured water and some dirt, made some mud, and rubbed it on the jerseys exactly how their mud was on their jerseys. And then, uh, <laughs> so, I mean, it took a couple hours. It took a little bit of effort, but... That's how you made a good Halloween costume right there. Nice. Moms <laughs> always are the best and the most creative when, when helping out on projects. Mitch, Mitch, how did you cast this? Did you just go up with, with pictures up to each <laughs> each of the players in the locker room and say, ah, oh, nope, you look good, nope, you don't look good? Yeah. Well, some are obvious. I mean, some you look at right away and you're like, that is – there's no other person that could, could do that. Obviously, Sunshine didn't have – or he has – the, you know, hair, um, the long locks, but no, no one on the team can have that due to honor code. So me and Nate Kurtz had to buy wigs to wear. And uh, <laughs> that's how we got the, that's how we had the long hair. Cause I mean, we couldn't, if we would have thought about this maybe 10 months ago, we could have grown out our hair and dyed it blonde, but we thought in the spur of the moment, just buy a couple of wigs, but everyone else looked great. And they looked the part. It was perfect. Now, Nick does not uh, look the part because he got the Ryan Gosling. Part. How did Nick Kurtz get the Ryan Gosling? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how you compare a Ryan Gosling with a Nick Kurtz. I'm not sure how, you, how we went that that far off with that one. <laughs> now, now the <laughs> the, the, old, the old lineman's Riker Matthews. Now he now perfect. he's perfect, right? Perfect. <laughs> Him and Jeterius got the most the, the most uh, response. Him and Jeterius going. Devon Blackman, Devon I think, was good lot. as Julius Devon as well. Was good yeah. too. AJ Moore. Devon, Adam he, Devon was actually a stun double because it was supposed to be Adam Hine, who also was also a good candidate as well. Adam would have. I think Adam would have been. Yeah, good. Adam would have done. Micah Simons on point, by the way, for Rev. Yeah, Micah Rev. Simons is great too. They're oh. all. I mean, they're all pretty. They're all pretty good. But are they going to call you guys? Are they going to call you guys? Are they going to call you guys by your nicknames now, Sunshine and Rev? Yeah, it, it, it's been sticking, man. I haven't heard of that Mitch in, uh, since, since Halloween, so it's just been sunshine. Mitch, when did you realize this was viral? Honestly, before we posted it, we said if we do this good enough, you know, the mud is in the right place, the jersey numbers are right, the positions are right. If we do this good enough, we all called it. We said this will be viral ESPN Sports Center before before we even posted it. We knew it was going to go viral just because it's one of those things where we did it last year. We got a good amount of hits and. Obviously, if we do a little bit better this year, we, we, we knew it was going to go viral. So it uh, turned out to be good. And we got some good responses. So a couple of the original actors were able to see the picture. And um, through a couple of guys, they, were, they said thanks to me uh, for the picture. And Louis Elastic's wife, so which is Riker, his wife, in real life, tweeted at me and said thanks. We love the picture. We'll always remember 
So it was pretty cool to get some responses from the original actors and uh, some of the producers. They actually reached out to me and, and said thanks for the picture. So that was pretty cool to see. Nice. Uh, so, so, Mitch, you guys did uh, the Sandlot last year. I uh, remember the ties this year. Uh, with you being a senior, who do you patch that torch to? Uh, and and oh. what do you think is coming next? Do you think you'll still be a part of the decision-making? You know, I don't know where I'll be next year. Hopefully I'll still be playing more football. But with, with uh, the amount of fun we had this year and uh, the the production that, that came out of this picture and the, the amount of views and hits we got, wherever I am in the world, I'll fly back for the picture. So I'll have to, I'll have to take it again. We'll have to somehow match, if not do better, than what we did this year. So our thinking caps are already on and ready for next year. Our conversation today, Mitch, has been uh, what chance you know, BYU has to win out in November. Uh, we had Remington Peck in. He said, hey, we feel like we're going to be 10-2. and two. How do you feel about November with four games to go? Um, you know, we have great teams on the schedule. Um, it's the end of the season. Everyone's got injuries. Everyone's will be down, broken up. But I can tell that this team's hungry, hungrier than we, we have been in years past to finish strong because we've got something to prove. You know, three, eight, and five seasons is uh, – something that you can't get used to and you get sick of. So me being a leader on the team and being a senior is something that I you know, try to help establish and get in guys' minds that 10-2 and two for a regular season is completely possible and then I go into a great bowl game. And if you look at last year, every team that was 10-2 and two at the end of the regular season last year went to a BCS Bowl or better. So it's completely possible to do that. It's completely possible. And I think you guys have that in their mind that, look, four games, we need to win these games. They're good teams. Completely respect all of them. You know, we have a chance to go to a big ball at the end of the year and, and make, make another statement like we did at the beginning of the year. So you haven't ruled out a New Year's Six game as a possibility? You know, yeah, I mean, no. Uh, last year, a team, even in the top 20, was in the BCS Bowl. You know, it's a team like uh, Boise State, Arizona. Obviously, it was a huge bowl, a great game. Similar team to us last year, I believe, um, one of those teams was 10-2, and two, just like we could be as well. And the strength of schedule we've had this year, we've gotten a lot of respect. And so winning out will be huge, and I believe we'll be top 20, if not top, maybe 16, 17 in the country to get that enough, enough attention. And we've beaten good enough teams to, where guys will want to see us in that type of ball game, and that type of a caliber. Okay, well, good luck. It's been fun to chat about the picture, and I, I do have to say this. It was elite, Mitch. <laughs> of course thank you so much <laughs> thanks Mitch Matthews right, guys. See you guys. Mitch All Matthews right, on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline Deseret First your values your timeline your financial future interesting there, now there's an outside shot I, I don't think BYU is going to get into New Year's Six as a two loss team at this point I, ju- I, just, I just don't see it um, the strength of schedule is there but if BYU wins out uh, they have a case to at least be in the mix. I don't see yeah. BYU getting it, but being, being relevant is the goal of BYU that's, football That's right the goal, now. yeah, to, to be discussed and, and to say, hey, these guys may not make it in, but to have an opportunity or uh, to maybe knock on the door and say, hey, what about us? And for these analysts to talk about them, yeah, that's, that is the goal. I think it just depends on other people. I mean, you look at Memphis and other schools. I mean, Temple as well, right? Well, but you got to look at Power Fives. You're not looking at a group of fives because they have an auto bid that BYU doesn't oh, have. Oh, right, right, right. And, you and, always correct me on that. And there's a lot of confusion around that. BYU does not have the same access to the right. year six that yeah. Boise State, Memphis, That's what I Temple, forgot, yeah. forget about them now. Um, so you got to go above and beyond. Well, Temple's right? still in the mix, I guess. Yeah, you have, you're going to have, like, <laughs> you Alabama as a two-loss team, you would have to <laughs> beat them. No, that's Ooh. not going to happen. You see what I mean? Coming up, a conference championship, a coach of the year, an athlete of the year, Jimmer Fredette in the D-League. BYU, uh, the Cougar Whip Round coming up next. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it!
It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. In their first exhibition of the season, the BYU men's hoop team uh, beat Arizona Christian 103 to 75. Jake Toulson led the team in scoring with 23 points. Nick Emery had 20 points. ESPN's Jeff Goodman named Kyle Collinsworth to his preseason All-American third team. Soccer. The 13th ranked women's soccer team beat LMU 2-0 in a big game Saturday in the West Coast Conference as Nadia Gomes scored both goals for the Cougars in a span of 14 seconds. Volleyball. The 16th ranked women's volleyball team swept 24th ranked San Diego on Friday night. Alexa Gray led BYU with 11 kills and 6 blocks. Cross country. The men's team won its third West Coast Conference championship in five years over the weekend in Spokane. Spokane. Aaron Fletcher finished first overall, was voted West Coast Conference Athlete of the Year following the race. BYU coach Ed Eyestone was named WCC Coach of the Year, and the women finished in second. Swimming and diving. Lost their first home meet, 153 to 111, against Boise State last Saturday. And Adal took first in the 100-meter breaststroke with a time of 106.85. Cougars in the NFL. Ziggy played well in London Sunday, recording four tackles and a sack, uh, and a sack in a loss to Daniel Sorensen and the Kansas City Chiefs. Sorensen had a tackle. Wani Unga had five tackles and a heartbreaking loss to the Saints. Jimmer. In the NBA D-League draft, Jimmer Fredette was the second overall pick by the Westchester Knicks. Golf. That's how much we didn't care about the D-League draft. <laughs> we didn't mention it until right now. No deal. BYU took 11th place at the Civic Invitational last week as BYU star Patrick Fishburne was the top Cougar finisher at 8th overall. Cougars in the PGA. At the CIMB Classic in Lumpur. Daniel Summerharris finished tied for 14th place at 16-under. Zach Blair finished at 8-under, tying for 43rd place. Coming out this weekend, or this week, uh, I'm so excited about the weekend, I guess it's Monday. You're ready. Blaine, Blaine Fowler, <laughs> Mike Littlewood, Jake Taylor on the show. Jake Taylor, a swimmer. Mike Littlewood uh, spent some time in America, Samoa. Awesome. Nice. And, of course, Blaine Fowler. Today's Rise and Shouts brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Has to go to Mitch Matthews. Sunshine. BYU. <laughs> Sunshine. BYU got relevant in a bye week, and it was through a Halloween nice, photo. Yes, amazing. Good job. Good to see they spent their time doing that. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like having some fun. Seriously, fun, relaxing yeah. instead of like running sprints and stuff. Yeah, doing homework. And, like, Although that is important. Yeah, it's get, not very. Get fun. back in school, David Nixon. Our elite tweet of the day at BYU Albert. Hundred percent. Chance BYU wins out in November. Just like Mario Kart and my trusty, trusty Super Nintendo, this team has only gotten better with it. Nice. Thanks to Mitch Matthews, Trevor Maddich, and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. No one's over there. I threw it to nobody. Show's on demand for Brian and Jerem. Shout Casper. out to Tyson Dunham, BYU Sports Nation. Back at it tomorrow. Nerdy start. I'm back as well.